joining us live right now is indeed the coach of the New England Patriots, Bill Belichick. Hey, Bill. Hey, Glenn. How you doing? Chris? Hey, Lou's Lou's here. I'm here, Your boy Lou's back here, Bill. I'm sorry I missed you last week. All right. I'm here. So I'm going to... I'm going to let Lou start off. I'm not going to find you on that. We'll just give you a warning. (laughs) I was going to do some laps. (laughs) I'm going to to let Lou lead the thing off because he's got 12 pages of questions that he's meant meant to ask you in the last couple of weeks. Well, I'll just start off, Coach. I I know every win is satisfying, but, you know, no preseason game, no joint practices. And when you see the way you guys executed, um, that pretty much goes as well as you thought it would for game one, given the circumstances. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it's always great to win. And um, so definitely, you know, happy about that. Uh, but we, you know, did a lot of, you know, good things. There's certainly a lot of things we need to work on and improve of, improve in. And so we'll, you know, continue to do that. But, um, you know, proud of the way the guys competed and, you know, kept their poise and, and uh, just really worked hard for 60 minutes and, we didn't have a lot of, uh, you know, plays that we beat ourselves with on penalties and, you know, missed assignments and, you know, bad tackling and things like that. So, um, like I said, there's definitely room for improvement. But, you know, overall, uh, we'll take it. So playing off of that, it was pretty obvious that your offense with Cam Newton and his skill set was a lot different than what we saw with Tom Brady. Teams are going to see film. Teams are going to start doing certain things. So how vanilla was that offense, and where do you go with that offense from here, Bill? Well, we, we always will try to do what, what we feel like is best, and so that's, that's what we'll do now. Um, you know, Josh, uh, you know, called a great game like he usually does um and so you know we're out there we're able to go out and and you know stay balanced and move the ball and score some points we we missed some scoring opportunities and you know defensively we gave up some points that um you know i think we could have we could have kept off the board but um you know give miami credit i mean they're they're a good team they came in and hang up hung up uh where it was 27 on us last year so um you know it was good to you know, good to play competitively, and I'm sure that all teams will improve over the next, you know, several weeks here, and as we should, as they should, as we should, and so we'll see how it all all plays out. Hey, coach, you know, uh, after the game, you were talking about J.C. Jackson and how, like, you, were, I guess, I'm going to paraphrase a little bit, like how you know you wanted to personally congratulate him. I think you were proud about how mentally tough he was. Can you just elaborate on that a little bit more as far as what exactly, you know, were some of the challenges that he was going through to, to, to kind of make you want to go over there and just, you know, praise him for the, the game that he played? Well, I just I think he showed a lot of mental toughness in the game and, and uh, it was a big play he made at the end. And, um, you know, he just really you know, has, has had a good, good camp. And, you know, I thought this weekend was, you know, a really good challenge for him. Um, good, good, good challenge for us defensively, you know, after the way they moved the ball against us last year and, um, you know, just made plays on everybody, but, you know, and outcoached us and outplayed us. I thought this year that, you know, we came back and, you know, the interception at the end was, was really the, the play we needed to, you know, seal the game. And, you know, he, he did a nice job. So, Coach, the uh, Nikhil Harry, that, that the fumble going into the end zone, I, I don't know how – we talked about this even last year. I think it's just our, us guys together here. But I, I hate that rule. I, I don't know if there's an alternate outcome that you could have rather than just hand the ball to the other team who never even recovered it. Or do you do you like that rule? Do you think they have it right? Or do you, would you like to see an alternate outcome? 
Yeah, it's it's not our job to make the rules, so we just need to, you know, play within them, and and we need to take care of the ball. Safe to say that that's like a learning moment there for Nikhil, reaching for the goal line like that, or getting it stripped. Um, there's nothing more important than ball possession, so. Yeah, we all need to do that. After the game, you referred to the atmosphere as practice. Um, we heard something totally different on TV than what you guys heard in the coach. Uh, everybody seemed to hear what other people were saying. What do you pick up? Uh, are there certain things that could help you that maybe you didn't hear before? I mean, I don't know about all that. It's, I mean, honestly, at this point, we have enough trouble just making sure we, we hear what we want to hear and get done what we need to get done. But just in terms of energy and, you know, the atmosphere in the stadium and all that, it was it's like being on a practice field. So, Coach, uh, Brian Hoyer was uh, the backup quarterback for today. Was that because uh, he was just better suited to be the backup in this particular game? Or uh, was it because something uh, physically with um, Jared Stidham? Well, everybody's physical conditions listed on the injury report, Christian. I know you're aware of that. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not on the injury report, then they're not injured. If they're on the injury report, then we list their injury. So, was it is it is it fair to say that Brian Hoyer is the backup quarterback moving forward? I mean, we played one game. I don't. I don't think anybody's really established a whole lot at this point. I mean, some guys are ahead of other guys, but I mean, we'll see how that goes. I don't know. You know, it's, it's, speaking of um, guys that are ahead, you know, there's there was a lot of guys that were dealing with a lot of injuries. There were guys that were dealing with some you know tough circumstances last year and even during the off season. And, and I don't know if you even talked about him yet, but a guy like David Andrews, who I thought was had a pretty scary situation happen to him last year. And here he is, you know, fights through the whole all of last season, works out, and I just feel like is that what how does that make you feel when you see a guy like that that is so well respected fight through that stuff and then gets his first chance to kind of prove himself again in a game? Uh, great. I mean I I talked to him after the game and you know I I mean it's great for him. Um Derek Rivers, you know, guys that you know, been in that situation where they've you know, through no fault of their own, um, got a bad break or, you know, just weren't able to have the opportunity that uh, they worked very hard to get. And so when those guys uh, got it, it was, you know, I mean, they deserve it. And, you know, I'm happy for them. I'm happy for us and I'm happy for them. So, Coach, I don't know if you heard um, Akeem Tlaib, uh, former player here. We all love Akeem Tlaib. He spoke in a podcast about apparently some conversation you might have had about bringing him back and cover some of these tight ends. He plays some great tight ends this year. I was just curious, when that schedule comes out, you go into the draft, you go into free agency, how much when, How much do you look at your schedule and sit there and say, these are the teams I need to play? And Does that play a role in the personnel that you bring in uh, for your football team getting ready for the year? Well, the, the day the season ends, we know who our opponents are. So, it, I mean, I don't know the order that they come in, but, I mean, the day the season's over, we know who we play, so... I mean, that's not a big secret. So you see, again, I mean, the, some of the tight ends you are playing, even Gusecki yesterday, and Jawan Williams was in there. It was great. And 
Phillips. And so you sit there and say, this is kind of the position we need. You lose a guy like Chung, I would imagine that kind of hurts that. But that plays a role in bringing in some of these guys, bigger safeties. Well, I think, Lou, we'd be interested in any player that could improve our football team. So put Cam Newton in that category, put, you know, guys we signed in free agency, guys we drafted, um, players that we brought in here, um, you know, since the start of training camp. So if we think there's a way that we can improve our football team, then we would talk about it, possibly act on it. I mean, there are some players we've talked to, plenty of players that we've talked to that, aren't on this football team. But right now I'm just going to focus with the ones that are on it and, you know, all the other those other conversations, it's really water under the bridge. I mean, it's they're irrelevant at this point. Bill, you used a lot of defensive players yesterday, a lot of defensive backs, and you lined some of them up on the linebacker level. Adrian Phillips was there quite often. Is that become an interchangeable position now? Uh, is what interchangeable? Safety to linebacker in that, uh, you know, nobody's really playing base defense anymore. They're playing sub-packages, and you seem to move a lot of guys up. Um, Well, I think it's pretty common to see uh, a defensive back, you know, in the line of scrimmage uh, on early downs, uh, whether it's to play a short zone or to play man-to-man on the tight end. Um, more possibly man-to-man on the back, depending on who the the players are and what the coverage is. So there's, I'd say there's there's not a lot of situations where on early downs you can line up in a three-receiver set and not get seven guys in the box. That would it happens, but I wouldn't say it happens very often. Hey, coach, you know, I just this is more, I guess, a technical question. I don't know if you can even answer this for me or not, but on the RPO when Cam Newton is. Um, I mean, he's riding that tailback. What's the general rule for a defensive end or a defensive player that somehow finds himself in that, I, don't know, I just call it no man's land? How, is, how, is, how do you guys teach them to read that? Does it, do they, is it like the option or like the triple option where you just have the quarterback and somebody else has the, you know, the pitch? How, how, how do you guys teach it as far as responsibility? Well, I mean, that's, you know, it's a pretty involved question, Christian. Um, but is it one guy? Is one guy responsible for both those guys? I'll just put it that way. Is it just one guy? Well, I don't think that would work very well. <clears throat> no, I mean, it depends on what coverage you're in and what responsibilities they have, um, and it depends on how many people you're talking about. If there's only two people in the backfield, a quarterback and a running back, then there's no triple option. There's, you know, there's only two players, so there's nobody to pitch it to. Um, so the option plays, um, you know, somebody's got to be responsible for the dive. Somebody's got to be responsible for the quarterback. And if there's another player in the backfield that the ball can be pitched to and they run the triple option, then somebody has to take the pitch. So anytime the offense can get a defense in a 2-1-1 situation like that, there's a huge advantage to the offense. So defensively, you, you know, you want to have that taken care of. Now that's, you know, sometimes there's conflicts there. Um, that's the option game. 
you know, the RPO game is a, is a totally different concept. It, it really doesn't have anything to do with an option. It has to do with a running play and a passing play that are the same play. So if the quarterback, were, he would read a certain defender, and if that defender went with the running back on the, on the play, then he would throw it to a guy behind where the, that defender left. And if the defender stayed, then he would hand it to the running back, the idea that the defense has one less guy to defend the running play because he's in position to play the the pass play. So they're really offensively two totally different concepts. Um, both good. Both you know you could run one of them, you could run either one of them, or you could run both of them, or you could run neither one of them. Um, you know, just like everything else offensively, there are pluses and minuses to to doing those things, but. Um, so that it would depend on what what the other team was doing, how good they were at it, you know, how you'd want to defend it. Um, but now ultimately, you don't want to have a, a quarterback having a guy to pitch the ball to or a quarterback being able to hand it and keep it and only one guy trying to cover both guys. I mean, that would be – you'd probably be giving up a lot of yards trying to do it that way. You know, Coach, you're talking about – ball- yeah. But if they catch you in something, if they, they happen to match it up against the right – look or the right defense and they catch you in that then you know so sometimes that happens then that's that's definitely a problem for the defense you know, coach you were talking about ball security and me just watching the game and the rpo a guy like cam newton who holds that ball in that running back stomach like such a long time is that difficult for a running back room to kind of adjust to you know that maybe hasn't worked with that type of quarterback in the past not knowing if he has the ball because cam's trying to read that defense that just seems like like big ball security and something the running backs really have to adjust to. Well, it's like anything you have to you have to work on it and you have to you have to practice it and you know there's a certain um, you know feel to the play and no different than a receiver or quarterback throwing to a receiver and you know different receivers run the route a little bit differently or they might get held up at the line or what have you. So, you know, there's definitely a timing element to it, but uh, it would be hard for me to imagine a running back in today's game that doesn't have experience at a play like this. I mean, every, every college team runs it. Every high school team runs it. Um, or, or most all of them do. So I think you'd have to have played in a guy like, you know, any of our backs would have had to play in, you know, one system for an entire career to this point that didn't run either of those plays to not have run it before. I mean, I could be wrong, but it's every every game I watch, college football and, and a lot of high school football, but I have seen of that. I mean, there's that's what these teams do. I mean, turn on any college game on Saturday and you're going to see, you know, 40 of these plays per game, per team. It was a terrific debut for uh, for Cam Newton. I think it's uh, also been interesting to hear your comments over the last couple of weeks about how much time, how much work he's put into all of this. We remember back when Cam was first signed, he was doing that little roundtable and kind of joked about, what's it going to be like with me and Bill Belichick? I want you to listen to this because this was Cam Newton talking about life with Bill Belichick this morning here on WEEI. He makes even the smartest players more cerebral and 
you know, we go over situational football each and every single day, and there's no point in time where he cannot stop something and teach you something. He's the ultimate teacher, and I just respect that. I just, you know, I didn't know what to expect coming in here. You know, you hear stories, and I've just been blown away by his professionalism. Is he different than what you would what you originally thought he would be, Bill? Uh, well, people that I've talked to, the coach Cam, uh, I think has seen pretty much the same thing that we've seen. So Auburn and Carolina um, been pretty consistent. It's just you know the personality and working with somebody day to day is different than talking to somebody else about them, but. Um, you know, we've certainly had plenty of players and coaches that we've we've known that have worked with Cam, just like, you know, I'm sure he has relationships with plenty of coaches and players that have played here or been here. Um, you know, just kind of trying to get to know and, and get to know a person and get the right fit. And, um, you know, we spent quite a bit of time in the process of, you know, getting to know each other before uh, he actually – signed here but what's good um he's very you know very honest open person that works extremely hard at his job and is committed to the team so i don't know how you could ask any more of of a player than that we have a lot of players that do that um and he's he's certainly in that group all right coach this is actually a two-part the first one is uh, your drive of the week Oh, we'll go with the one uh, with the drive after they scored to cut it to 14 to 11 and drove it, I don't know, I think it was 75 yards and uh, converted on fourth down. And uh, so I thought that was a big, that was, uh, you know, big uh, drive that answered the the Dolphins score and, you know, kind of changed the momentum of the game a little bit, um, made it a two-score game and, you know, kind of forced Miami into a, you know, two-minute mode at the end, so that was, uh, was a big drive. Yeah, the other well one... Was, well, yeah, offensively. It was a great answer, too. The other one was just uh, more playful, was, you know, because uh, Cam Newton was on the Greg Hill Show this morning, and he did a whole interpretation of his suit, his canary yellow, bright yellow suit. <laughs> I'm just curious to get your, you know, your, your style, uh, uh, you know, opinion of uh, his suit from yesterday. Would you wear it? <laughs> no, I actually didn't see it, so um, I don't know. It was beautiful. Sure, it looked good on him. Yeah, it did. It did. Very sharp. Yeah. All right, Bill, what is the uh, protocol going to uh, Seattle? You can't go early. Is that true? Uh, we're leaving on Friday. Oh, you can go earlier. So you can leave on Friday. Okay, because I thought I, I thought I remembered that the league was limiting when you could go out there. And do they limit the times you can go out there? So when you're playing Los Angeles, you've got a game against the Rams and a game against the Chargers. I heard them mention it on the telecast last night. You, you, you can't stay out there? You have to come back and forth? Uh, yeah, I mean, there there have been a variety of um, rules and policies, and they've been modified uh, several times, um, you know, as more information has come in and as, um, you know, different states have changed their, I don't know, I don't even know what all the reasons are, but I'm sure it's basically more information. So, and they will travel about the way we would normally travel, I'd put it like that. Obviously, there's new restrictions and things we have to be in compliance with like everybody does uh 
you know, with the current situation, but I, I wouldn't say it's really fundamentally very different from what, what we normally do. Uh, one up, one down. A uh, bunch more to go. Next week in Seattle, we'll talk to you next Monday, Bill. Have a good one. All right, sounds good. Thanks, fellas. Appreciate All right, it. Coach.